Well, welcome back to Tell Me What to Say. I am Drew Kugler, and I am once again pleased to be joined by my colleague Ari Kaplan. Ari and I are endeavoring to do all sorts of things, both in terms of building the coaching practice and also sending out uh, hopefully relevant uh, and helpful content. So Ari, good afternoon. It's nice to be here, Drew. Thank you, Ari. How are you today? I'm doing fantastic. And yourself? You know what? Today has actually been a very, very productive day on a variety of fronts, but we'll get to that. Okay. The dominant answer or versions of the answer that I get when I ask something as simple as, how are you? If we were playing Family Feud, I'd be Steve Harvey and I would point at the back screen and say, show me the number one answer, and it would be busy. Now, the cousins of busy are things like tired, uh, things like way too much to do, and then some of the other ones slammed, I've been in meetings all day back to back, etc. What today's conversation is about is really, number one, what is it that creates the impressions that you leave with people? Number two, is some of the language that you, the listener, are choosing creating the kind of impression that you want? Or more than that, do you even know what the impression is? So here's the first thing that comes to mind when I hear people say busy. How are you? Busy. Why would you possibly answer a question, even admittedly sometimes a throwaway, a question about how are you and create the impression that you are, let's just say at a minimum, not in control, not having things together. And maybe actually you don't. Maybe things are that bad. Maybe things are that busy and that exhausting. But we're just talking we're just having a conversation, and that first impression, that first 30 seconds, leaves an indelible impression, even for short conversations. And what is also interesting about the answer, the dominant answer being busy, is that is also what I will hear people point to, point to when it comes to something that they know they should be doing that they're not. So much has been going on, I haven't been on a good enough uh, exercise regimen. Or I haven't had a chance to call someone. I've just been so busy. Now, what really prompted this, and this comes back to Ari here, we found an article that we have shared back and forth, and I believe we'll probably be able to uh, attach here, this idea of how people are feeling so busy, so overwhelmed, and why that is, let's just say, unique to adults. Ari, you want to tell people about it? We've talked about this a lot. Well, it's not even that busyness is unique to adults. Everyone experiences busyness. I used to be the director of two summer camps, and this article was about how kids respond to busyness or how they talk about it. And the, the, the main thesis being, kids talk about busyness in a much more inspiring and exciting way. Adults talk about it the way you just detailed. 
And the opposite is true as well. Kids talk about being bored and they're frustrated about it. Uh, we're also going to attach to this podcast a link to a John Mulaney stand-up comedy bit where he talks about this, how if a kid spends a weekend not doing anything and you ask them, what'd you do this week? And they'll go, oh, we didn't do anything. But if you ask an adult that, their face will kind of light up and they'll go, you know what? We, we had a great weekend. We didn't do anything. <laughs> and this whole Monk Manual article is about how kids are able to find the joy in the busyness because of a singular focus, a focus on one moment at a time and the ability to be completely present in that moment. Right. What I'm hopeful is we're going through this with folks. We're not here to tell you, you know, the five things to do, the, the, the app to download or anything to make Ten this easy better. steps to maximize your day. Yeah. That's right. Here are the five easy things. No, we're not going to do that. What we are going to suggest very strongly here is that please know when you are in a conversation with someone, especially at the beginning, please know how powerful that opening answer is in terms of not only setting the tone for the conversation itself, but for setting the tone of the relationship beyond. Because at the heart of it, think about it, when someone tells you they're busy, what are you really supposed to say? I've often, the old answer was, what? Well, it certainly beats the option. And that's, that's pretty menial and non-responsive. It really is almost a conversation killer. What I keep thinking back to is whenever a kid is really excited about their day, they're not even telling you the value of the things they did. I'll give you an example. You ask a kid, what would you do today? They'll tell you. Well, first I, I talked to Jessica in the sandbox and then I went on the slide and then I ate graham crackers. They're just putting out a list of things they did. They're not telling you necessarily how they felt about them, but they're recapping it all. And there's a, there's a spark of joy in their voice because they're just so happy to be doing and to be existing. If you have a day that's completely busy, completely back-to-back, -back, right? When you start listing off everything you did, does your voice have that joy in it? Or does it have that sort of, uh, I had this meeting, and then I had <laughs> to hop on a call over here. And just listing that out to yourself, if you can change the way you describe those moments, right? Because you and I have talked about this, the parallel problem. There's, okay, the problem of busyness. Put that aside for right now. We're not going to fix how much we have to do, but what we can work on is how we talk about it. Right. So when you're going through that list of things and thinking in your head, what did I do today? What is the best part of those moments? And how can you verbalize them in a way that actually brings joy and excitement to the moment? That's what pops into my head. Because kids are, kids are really good at it, and they're completely unaware that they're really good at it. Right. Right. But And as we get older... Maybe it's the burden. Maybe it's the sense that it gets into how meaningful you feel your work is. There's a whole bunch of other uh, alleys to run down there. But at the heart of it, what, what we really wanted to express today out of hearing so many of these conversations and being part of them on a day-in, day-out basis is they are powerful impression formers, powerful relationship formers, and you are actually in control from the very beginning to have it go well, or to have it be something that maybe somebody wants to end a lot quicker because they just aren't enjoying themselves or finding real value. When clients express that to you, 
if I do really feel overwhelmed, if I do feel extremely busy, what do I say? First thing you could do in your head, as, as I hope most, if not all of us do on a daily basis, is be aware of how you really do feel. Because busy is too easy an answer. It is overdone, to say the least. If you can be aware of really, if you, if you would, how you have a lot going for you, that there is multiple projects going on at work, and the kids are working really hard at home, that's a, that's a fine part of an answer. But notice in how you say it that it makes the difference. Number two, there is nothing wrong with just expressing that one of my favorites is, you know, everything considered, things are pretty good because that's exactly how I feel. And that feels a lot better than everything that weighs you down. Ari, thank you. Uh, it was fun. I hope this allows people to pause a little bit before their next answers and um, that they find a little more value in uh, how they're spending their time. Thanks a lot. Thank you. <laughs>